it's been a while since I tackled this week's topic on the podcast, but fear not, it has not gone out of fashion. In fact, self-care is more crucial and more important to your purpose-led business and to you than ever before. Listen in to understand why self-care is an emergency and you need to get with the program. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast fabulous to have you here as ever and thank you for tuning in and for the messages and comments that I've received in the last couple of weeks and to all of you who have joined the Facebook group which I will pop the link as usual in the comments. It's been brilliant to have those conversations so I'm so glad to have that new area to converse and interact with you guys. It's been really lovely. So hello, today's episode is an area that I've tackled and that I've talked about in the past but not for a while and not with a real focus on it and that needs to change (laughs) because this topic really matters and the topic is of course self-care and self-care can feel harder than ever to achieve You know, so many of us are playing catch up with our lives, with our businesses, with our families, we're socialising, the sun is sometimes shining here in the UK and it can feel like self-care gets pushed to the bottom of the heap. But in today's episode, I really want to bring it back up to the top 
I want to talk about it as the emergency that self-care is and why in particular for you it's so important as you run your purpose-led business. It's really important to remember that self-care is not optional even though it can feel optional. It can feel like the cherry on the cake that you can just take off and think about another day. It can feel like the bit of your day that maybe you have blocked out in your diary, but can be squeezed with another call or a chance to speak to someone about a business-related issue. It can be a day where your self-care plans get pushed out of the way because life happens, but you don't intentionally pop that particular activity or that headspace back in somewhere else and you just lose it forever. So I really am looking forward to today's episode and one of the particular reasons it's front of mind for me at the moment is because I've been running various talks with really different audiences and self-care comes up. It's really requested. I have done talks with students, with mothers who are also entrepreneurs and with purpose-led business owners who really needed to hear this message, especially right now. And when I've been running these talks, I thought I must share this with my podcast because it's been months since I did a dedicated episode on self-care. And I think some of these learnings and these insights will hopefully prove really useful to you. And if you work for an organisation or a group or have a community who would benefit from one of my talks, please do get in contact. It's something that I do quite a lot of. And you can contact me either by the link in the show notes or just by emailing me lucy at lucyorton.com and keep your eyes peeled because in the autumn, I am going to be releasing another podcast series completely separate from this one, but dealing with similar topics. And that's going to be aimed at organizations. So please keep your eyes on my social media. And in the meantime, if you're interested in booking me as a speaker, do contact me via my email or by the link in the show notes. One of the things I really do want to hammer home is this lack of optionality about self-care and the way that we should look at it with some sense of urgency. Just as we would look at a deadline for our business, it really is so crucial that we allow ourselves time to breathe, to rest, to recover and to revitalise ourselves because we're all facing so many unique challenges here in 2021. In today's episode, I'm going to be digging into this idea that we are in a self-care emergency and what that means for you right now. I'm going to be reminding you what self-care is, what the definition is that I like to work with for self-care and importantly, what self-care isn't how we shouldn't reduce it to something lesser or not as prioritizable. 
Next, I'm going to talk about the importance of allowing yourself self-care and some of the narratives we need to unpick to do that. Next, I'll be talking about how self-care resistance can show up, especially for business owners. And that's going to be a really important topic for you guys. And linked to that, I'm going to implore you to overcome that resistance because I want us to have a chat about how self-care really does aid our business and how it can have a huge ROI. It really can. It's such a great investment in your business, both in the short term and in the long term, if you set up your week, your months and your years to incorporate self-care, you're going to increase your productivity and increase your sustainability as a business owner. I'm going to talk a little bit about self-care and inner voice because that's a topic that is very close to my heart and is something where with my clients, I really want to dig into that because when we have a dialogue that is positive around self-care and positive more broadly around ourselves, we really can get into a really good state of being, a state of working and something again that is in it for the long haul. I'm going to end the episode with a warning not to deprioritize self-care. And I know I'm a bit of a stuck record with this, but I really want to hit home the importance of it. So I'm going to end with some tough love and explain to you why self-care still in 2021 has to be an emergency and has to be a priority and why that is so important because the alternative is not pretty. Right then, we are in a self-care emergency. You will hear lots of superlatives being bandied around at the moment, but specifically for business owners, I know that these years have been difficult. The year, year and a half since the coronavirus pandemic began, but oftentimes the years before that too, because you've been setting up your fledgling business, you maybe have left corporate or you've pivoted from something completely different. And I know from the conversations that I'm having with clients, with listeners, with friends, with acquaintances, that people are depleted. People are exhausted I talked about an article last week that described as one article that described as maybe as languishing and another which questioned that and described as as dormant. But either way, we're not ourselves. We're still coming out of a very difficult period. And that's everyone's been in a different boat. That's looked different for all of us. But self-care remains key to everyone. Even if you think you've had it easier than some around you, absolutely self-care is an emergency right now and is something that should be at the forefront of our minds. Hopefully with the coronavirus pandemic we've had a bit more of a focus on our well-being and lots of people have questioned the way that they live their day-to-day life and I really hope that within that questioning there has been some intentional thought in your mind about how you can bring a greater sense of self-care into your routine and what that looks like. So in previous episodes, I've talked about how remarkable we have been for getting through what we've got through. And part of recognising that 
and starting to have that self-love relationship with ourselves is treating ourselves well and finding the space and time for us in a busy, hectic working week. So really, I do want to implore to you that this is not optional and this is an emergency and treat it as such. I likened it when I was interviewed on a podcast a couple of months ago to that period post-birth when I feel like self-care for mothers, especially first-time mothers, is an absolute emergency. And I think this is really true for all of us right now. We've been through this period of difficulty and so we need to replenish even more than usual and we need to create habits that suit us. So for example, there's been lots of talk about reducing commutes and changing the workplace and being more flexible. Well, when you own your own business, it's a great time to regroup too and think, how can I care for myself to the benefit of my own life, my own mindset, and to the benefit of my business. It's a really useful time to regroup, reassess, and put in place systems and plans and routines that serve you, rather than ones that maybe we were doing unintentionally, that we were just reflexively responding to the busyness of the world around us. It's really important that we take this self-care emergency as a marker to pause and to reconsider. So I wanted to start with that, which links really nicely to defining what self-care is. And I would think of self-care in line with it being an emergency as something akin to oxygen. It's not superfluous. It's a necessity. It's also not just general maintenance. I really object to this idea of self-care as candles and bubble baths. Absolutely, that might form a massive part of your self-care, as might chilling and relaxing in front of Netflix. But the actual purpose of it, what lies beneath, is really about this rest, this revitalization, and this ability to care for you, first and foremost, so that then you can go out in the world and care for others. Yeah, sure, that's important. But also just in your own right, without guilt, without judgment, and without thinking that this is inherently lazy. There's been quite a reductive, I think, discussion on self-care in the past, and I really want to burst that open and suggest that self-care really is the bread and butter of a good life, a life well lived, and that by prioritising it, you're actually doing something incredibly positive and incredibly constructive even if that feels like rest, especially if it feels like rest, because rest will allow you to take stock and then move on with more intention and more energy. Now, because of the media, because of hustle culture, and because of our own hang-ups with toxic busyness or feeling that busy and active and striving is always a badge of honour, we can really have a lot of hang-ups around self-care. So one of the most important things I talk to with my clients is how do you interact with self-care? How do you feel about permission? 
Do you feel like that permission comes internally from you and that you're able to dole it out whenever you need it and in whatever formats it feels right to you? Does that feel like your relationship with self-care? And if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel as easy as that, how can we unpick those narratives? How can we bring permission into a very personal, internal, self-directed space? There are some really important practical tips that I offer to clients around this. So it might be that you write yourself a self-care prescription, that you give yourself a permission slip, that you time block self-care in, as I talked about earlier in the episode, into your day and into your week as a priority and before you block out time for business meetings, before you block out time for your kids and your care responsibilities. Those are all well and good. But as I mentioned earlier, that shift in terms of how you see self-care is really crucial. And it really feeds into that self-identity shift that I've talked about in previous episodes, where we challenge that perception of how we see ourselves, how we treat ourselves, and the compassion that we allow ourselves in all aspects of our life and business. And self-care is a really important part of that. So yes, there are strategies that I share with clients. There are things you can do to practically draw self-care into a place of centrality in your life. But what really matters is what lies beneath. Because yeah, we can meet a lot of self-care resistance, especially as purpose-led business owners. And some of the ways this shows up is in overscheduling. So that's where the practical tips can be really, really useful. But it can also show up in over-prioritizing our business over all things, over-prioritizing our mission, not having those boundaries so that work easily seeps into every minute and every pore of our lives. So having those frank conversations with yourself around your boundaries, around your rest time, and in thinking about why you fundamentally deserve this is really key and can really help you stop that resistance and place self-care front and centre and in the important position that it really does deserve to be. Now, I have a kind of dichotomy in my own head about self-care because I always like to say to you, self-care does not need a justification. You do not need to justify your self-care. You do not need to create excuses for why it's okay to do it. And often that can be tied up with the baggage of feeling guilty, with the baggage of feeling like self-care is unproductive or lazy. And it absolutely isn't. And it's absolutely valid in its own right as you, the human being that deserves self-care. But it also has a hugely productive value. And this is really clear for purpose-led entrepreneurs. Yep, you've got work to do. Yep, you've got things that need to be achieved. You've got mission that is so important. But self-care will positively aid that. It will increase 
your income. It will increase your impact. And there is a massive ROI in terms of fitting self-care into your plans, into your business plans. So there really is that two-sided coin where, yes, you can absolutely prioritize self-care for no other reason than self-care alone, but also know that it is going to help you. It is going to help your business and inadvertently, indirectly, it is going to help the people that you serve. So there's just that juggle in my mind because I want you to know that regardless of ROI, this matters. But it's really nice to have that it will also increase your productivity. It will make you a better purpose-led business owner. It will keep you in the game for longer and it will keep you well and able to have your important voice in society and in the world that you are trying to impact. Now, the reason why I wanted to make that point that, you know, this is okay regardless of ROI, but there is also an ROI, is because that will help you with the next point. The importance of a kind, compassionate, supportive and prioritising inner voice around self-care. Because self-care alone is no good if you're diminishing the excellent effects of self-care by berating yourself for needing it or berating yourself for having done it. So being conscious of your inner critic and what your voice is saying around self-care is also really important. And with some clients, I've talked about having a mantra, you know, I am worthy of this self-care. I am worthy of X, whatever that self-care looks like, going on my paddleboard and experiencing nature. I am worthy of that because it can be difficult to unpick some of those hangups we talked about earlier and that can transpire in that inner voice, in that critical dialogue and that's really important to overcome and something that I love to work on with clients. Inner voice is one of my favourite areas because with a few tweaks it is so transformative to talk to yourself in a different way. It even is as important to say that At the end of the day, if your inner voice is trying to convince you that your self-care is not worthy or that it's not something you should be spending so much time on or have you gone to the gym too many times this week and so on, it can then lead to the opposite. It can lead to you deprioritizing self-care and becoming less connected to what it is that keeps you well and that keeps you thriving. And of course, that is going to lead to all manner of difficulties. And I said up front, I'm going to come at you with some truth bombs. If you don't learn to prioritize self-care, if self-care still remains something elusive to you that you struggle with, that you find you're feeling guilty about more often than not, lots of things are going to happen as a consequence of that. And they are not great. For example, you may not serve your clients as well. You won't have as much in your cup because it won't be full and you won't be able to be the very best version of you as a business owner to help your clients and expand and increase your mission's reach. You also may end up feeling really resentful of your clients and resentful of work because it's taking you away from that sense of replenishment and rest. And that is not a good place to be in terms of mindset. That is where you'll feel quite scarcity driven. You'll feel like every moment is being taken from you. 
So it's really important to move away from that because that absolutely is the way burnout lies. If you start to resent the work that you're doing, you start to lose joy in it, then it's not going to feel very nourishing for you in the long term. And finally, not just within your business, but it absolutely speaks to the same issue. You will end up having difficulties in your relationships if you let go of your self-care, if you deprioritize and if you choose an alternative to self-care, which is kind of no care, you're going to end up feeling resentful in the same way as with clients of those around you. You'll be more irritable. You'll feel tireder. You'll have less positive energy to share with others, whether that's friends, partners, children. So it really can have a huge and all-encompassing effect on your entire life. I hope that this has helped to galvanise you into action and help to make you think maybe next week, where can my self-care be? Where is it going to live? Because it's absolutely essential. It's an emergency and I am prioritising it. So I hope that this episode has been really helpful for you. It's a topic so close to my heart that I am super passionate about. And I would love to hear about your own self-care routines, what you're doing, how you're prioritizing yourself. Because I am a geek. I am a positive psychology geek. And I love to hear about people doing this stuff, creating lives that are kinder, that are based in looking after your mindset and your mental and physical well-being. So please ping me a message. Let me know what your self-care routine looks like. And I will be back here next week for another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am rooting for you and your purpose-led business as always. Take care and speak to you soon. Bye for now.